tonight we're going to be talking about legalism, the silent drive to socialism. And I want to open up with the prophetic word that God gave Pastor Robert today. Daughter, this election has consumed everyone's minds, so much so that even my true people cannot hear my still small voice. Children, I have already spoken. I have already said how this adventure is going to turn out. Please trust and believe, and then receive my words of truth. This will all turn out the way I need it to turn out. Yes, much tribulation will follow, but as you keep your eyes fastened upon me and your ears in tune to my still small voice, you will be stayed in perfect peace. Children, I love you totally and completely, and I have your best interests at heart. I know what needs to take place for all my promises to become yes and amen. But be at perfect peace and know that I am still God. God is still God. I want to open up with Genesis chapter 6 verses 1 to 8. This is subtitled The Wickedness and Judgment of Man. Genesis chapter 6 verse 1. Now it came to pass when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born to them that the sons of God saw that the daughters of men that they were beautiful and they took wives for themselves of all whom they chose. And the Lord said, my spirit shall not strive with man forever for he, he is indeed flesh yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward, when the sons of God came in to the daughters of men, and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. This is an important scripture and it's, it's really going to cause you to see as we get going here that the atmosphere, the, the people's hearts have changed. The people's hearts have become dark. And I'm not only talking about the United States, but I'm talking about on a world scale. And God is moving in the earth because he has to. He has to answer the sin that has been sown into the land. He has to answer the sin that has been sown into the atmosphere. Or if not, none of us would survive. None of us would be able to overcome. The scripture says in the last days, even a very elect would be deceived. And we see that because even people in the church don't understand that God is doing a thing. God wants President Trump to, to have a second term. But there's arguments within the church of this is not what's supposed to be. This is not what's supposed to happen. But they don't have the mind and the will of the Lord. So they're saying things that are not of his spirit. So God has to move and he's going to show himself strong. I want you to understand tonight that the people who are in the, in the House of Representatives for the United States and the people who are in the Senate, some of them 
are agents of Satan. They just are. And their whole purpose is to fulfill Satan's plan in the earth. On January 6th, we saw what those agents of Satan did by causing the Electoral College votes to be certified without going back and checking the fraudulent claims. So, is it any surprise today that those same agents of Satan voted to impeach President Donald J. Trump? It's not. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be surprised by that. It shouldn't cause you to fall. It shouldn't cause you to be grieved because they're doing what Satan has ordained for them to do. Now, the bigger picture, what they did today means absolutely nothing because it's a two-step process. The first step was to go through them. The second step was to go through the Senate. Now, Mitch McConnell has been on record. It's in the newspapers. It's everywhere. So even the press is in agreement with him. The Senate will not go to the next step of doing the final process for the impeachment. So please don't be concerned. Don't be upset. Don't fret. God has everything in control. There's something that's extremely demonic about Nancy Pelosi. And you just have to understand that. You just have to understand that and know that even with that, God is still in control. All right. The enemies of God are moving behind the scenes to change the foundational beliefs of our country. Their vision is to take the United States into socialism. Socialism has a lot of characteristics, but these are some quick ways to remember what socialism is. No competition. They encourage cooperation rather than competition within the government. I know a lot of people are not happy about the vaccine and how um, it's come out, but how quickly it came about. If the government were going to make a vaccine, they would still be making it. But because of competition between competing pharmaceutical companies, I believe there's like five different versions of the vaccine out now. All of them are different, but all of them are, are made to try to help people. If we were under a full socialist government, that would have never happened. So the benefits of being an American and being in America are being shown because all of these different companies are able to compete against each other. The, the, the chairs that you're sitting on used to be a plain wooden chair. Some of them had splinters. But over time, competition, different companies came up with different styles and you're able to seat and be seated comfortably. If there was no competition, you'd be like, hey, here's this rock, just sit on it and enjoy it. This, this is the reality of what socialism is, is going to do to this country. It's going to steal that competitive, and there's a good part to competition, it's going to steal that competitive nature away from good people who are trying to help. The next thing is egalitarian, means equal society. They create a commitment to social equity for all people. So to say this is to say that everything is not equal for everybody. To say this is to say that you don't have the same opportunity as the person next to you. And there are people who believe that. They believe that white privilege exists and white people have control over everything. 
and they have the better opportunities. This is not how this country was founded. There are plenty of African American, brown people, uh, Spanish people, Chinese people who are doing very well. Very well in, in this society. And they're thriving. Not because someone said you have to have the same start as everybody else. You know, there's many people who were poor in their upbringing, but because they had a drive and a determination to do something with themselves, to work, they have acquired wealth. President Donald J. Trump is one of them. You know, things were not handed to him in order to make him be what he is today. So this equality that socialism wants, everybody's the same. You, you get the same uh, same amount of food, you get the same amount of housing, you know, everybody lives in the same style, you have the same clothes. That That's that's bad. That's bad. Public ownership, the next thing. There is a lack of private ownership and common control within the government system. Many times socialist systems are government run. Anything that the government is in control of is being managed poorly simply because of the fact that the people who are managing it have no interest in making sure that it's run right, that it's, it's the best that it can be. If you have control of your own piece of property, you're going to make sure your grass is cut. You're going to make sure that your, your uh, trees are trimmed. You're going to make sure that your, your house is kept up. And I'm not talking negatively about people who are in, who are in lower income housing you know, affordable housing, but look at some of those areas. Look at some of those places. They don't have to pay for it, so they don't take care of it. Think about that. So, if the government owns everything that you have, are you going to care about your phone? Because some people have those phones. They do whatever they want with them. It's, 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 it means nothing to them. But if you brought a thousand dollar iPhone, no one better ever touch it. If you crack the screen or it breaks, you're going to have a fit because you spent 30 hours to, to earn that. It's a big difference. Number four, cover basic needs. The government provides basic needs like health care and education. If you were dependent upon the government, to provide you food, they would look at the amount of income that you make and they would say, you deserve to get $100 a month to provide food for you and your family. Some of those uh, rates are absolutely phenomenal. I went through a, uh, a bankruptcy a number of years ago and the guy said you need to plan for $150 per person in your budget per week for food. So if you have a four in a four person family, that's close to do the math real quick. Four, four, six hundred dollars. So you're looking at twenty four hundred dollars a month for a family to feed itself. What does the government give you? You're not getting twenty four hundred dollars. So if you're dependent upon the government to take care of your needs, you're in trouble. Same thing with your health care. They tell you when you can go to the doctor. They tell you what you can go to the doctor for. 
All of these things are, are, are signs of socialism. The last thing, states regulate price control. Since there isn't competition, these countries lack a stock market and the government controls prices. No one likes to pay $4 a gallon for gas, but in some of those countries who are under socialism, they're paying 4 5 6 $7 a gallon because the government is in control of it. So I hope that gives you a good picture of what we're trying to avoid here in the United States. The enemies of God are moving behind the scenes to change the foundational beliefs of our country. Their vision, stating it again, to take the United States into socialism. How are they going to do this? By using a vehicle called legalism. Now God spoke to Pastor Barber and said, we're fighting legalism. Now this is very interesting how these things tie together. And if you understand how God speaks sometimes, Pastor Barbara's not <laughs> paying attention to anything. She's doing her work, going to the bathroom, eating, whatever. It's, it's Write this down, daughter, and here's the word. So this is what God said. We're fighting legalism. We're supposed to be a country of freedom, but the socialist group has taken over and are working at taking away all our rights as a free people. We must continue to fight legalism on all sides and not allow the enemy any more inroads into our nation. Now God has been warning the people in this country that the enemy is moving and we need to be interceding. What is legalism? Legalism is based upon, and it may refer to, a Chinese philosophy Chinese political philosophy based on the idea that a highly efficient and powerful government is the key to social order. A highly efficient and powerful government is the key to social order. Liberal legalism, a theory on a relationship between politics and law. So, the United States is based upon limited government. The government doesn't interfere that much in your life. You get the freedom to choose. What they're trying to drag you into is the government does everything, tells you what to do, when to eat, where to go, how to move. How did you like the lockdown? Being, being told that you can't leave out of your house unless you're going to the grocery store or you have a medical emergency. These are things that go on within a socialist country. How would you like to have that on a regular basis? No. How do you like having to wear a mask everywhere you go? The government told you to do it. You have to do it. These things that we're, we're willingly walking ourselves into are a part of a system of legalism that's meant to make you more and more comfortable with this. It's okay because it's for my safety. It's okay because it's helping people. And, I, you know, if you look at the commercials that they have about the mask, you know, you're not a good person if you don't wear your mask. You're not helping your neighbor if you don't wear your mask. But they're missing a bigger picture of we're stealing your freedoms. We're stealing your right to be able to choose and make a decision on what you have to do. How did legalism affect society? 
Legalism promotes the notion of a strict law and order and harsh collective punishments, ideas that influence Ken Shi. Don't know how to say that name. Thank you. <laughs> Despotism and centralized rule. If we want to understand legalism, we have to go back to Shang Yang, a reformist statesman from the state of Kent. Now, what has been one of the biggest things that has been going on over the last two or three months? The exposure of the Chinese influence upon the government of the United States. So are you surprised to see that legalism has a tie to Chinese, to China? Are you surprised to learn that socialism is going to be is going to be driven into us by legalism they're going to start making all of these rules that you need to follow and if we're not wise and if we just just let everything go without fighting against it without you know they tried to shut churches down you can't gather together you can't have a birthday party you can't be with your family you know you can't go into the store all of these different things have socialist tendencies at heart and they start with what God said legalism God said we're fighting legalism we're supposed to be a country of freedom but the socialist group is taking over and are working at taking away all our rights as free people we must continue to fight legalism on all sides and not allow the enemy any more inroads into our nation what does legalism teach Legalists advocated government by a system of laws that rigidly prescribe punishments and rewards for specific behaviors. They stress the direction of all human activity toward the goal of increasing the power of the ruler or the state. Their end game, their end plan is to make the state bigger than the citizen. To restrict you to the point that you don't even know how much power you have as an individual. The founding fathers did not support this. They fled England because they did not want to have a system of government that controlled every part and every facet of their life. And we have to open up our eyes and the eyes of our friends and the eyes of our family and say, no, we can't tolerate this. We can't support this. We have to fight this at every turn. The socialists know that they cannot move this country into socialism by persuading us with their beliefs. So they are moving forward with an agenda to change our laws. Now you're going to be amazed at this. How are they changing our laws? By changing the character and nature of the people who make the laws. By changing the character and the nature of the people who make the laws. Think about this and think about what is going on with your politicians on a local level. On a state level. And then on a national level. I'm not prejudiced in any way, shape, or form. But it used to be Bob Lewis. You know, Jim Brown. Now we have names like Kamal Harris, Muhammad Ali. Think about what's changing. Their belief system is, is different. Their, their method of, of doing things is different. 
So when they go into it, they're not programmed like we are. There are some who are, so I don't want to I don't want to say completely, but there are some who have those different names and they're not programmed like we are. They have a different mindset, they're already geared towards socialism. They come from places that did socialism and they're okay with it. So what happens when the law comes up and they say, um, we don't want you to tell your children that they're male or female. They have to make their own decision. They're okay with that. Listen at this. This is from the Heartland Institute. It's an article that was called Socialist Candidates Won More Seats Than Ever in 2020. Socialist candidates won more seats than ever in the 2020 election. The biggest takeaway from our research is that the far left progressive and socialist wings of the Democrat Party gained significant ground in 2020 compared to previous elections and that a greater proportion than ever of legislative seats <coughs> Excuse me. The Democratic Party gained significant ground in 2020 compared to previous elections and that a greater proportion than ever of legislative seats will be filled by far left, progressive or socialist in 2021 and 2022. It appears as though the socialist and pro progressive wings of the Democratic National Committee are quickly taken over. Our list includes 266 separate races in 29 states and Washington, D.C. We tracked 200 state legislative seats, 60 U.S. House seats, and 6 U.S. Senate seats. We discovered socialist or progressive candidates won 239 of those races and lost just 24. Three races were still undecided when we put out our final analysis together. That means socialists or far, less prog far left progressives won more than 90% of their races. How are they going to change us? By the leaders that they put in office. We need Christians, we need cons Christian conservatives to start sitting in these seats and taking these seats back. We discovered... We discovered socialist and progressive candidates won 239 of those races and lost just 24. Three races were still undecided when we put our final analysis together. That means socialists or far-left progressive won more than 90% of their races. If uncontested races are excluded, socialists or far-left progressive candidates won by an average of more than 25 percentage points indicating clearly socialist and progressive groups targeted during the primary districts that they know Democrats would win in the general election. Now listen to how much this changed from 2018. In 2018, we conducted a similar analysis and found there were fewer progressive and socialist candidates. We only identified 86. So from 86, it jumped to 266. That's a big jump in two years. That's a big jump in two years. Based on endorsements from far-left groups and that those candidates were much less successful, fewer than 40% won their races then. 
and the margin of victory in contested races was slim. So, what's changed in two years? When we have the most conservative, uh, capitalist president in the world, the hearts and the minds of the people have changed and are changing. And we need to be aware of this. Again, God said the legalism is coming. So in a two-year period from 2018 to 2020, the number of progressive socialist candidates jumped from 86 to 266. That signals a strong change in what people believe. Remember we were talking earlier about Genesis 6 and how God became angry with the people because their heart changed. They became all they thought about was doing evil all the time. So in 2020, 239 of the 266 were elected to office. This affects us now. This affects us today. These people are going to change the laws to fit the socialist agenda. They're going to do this because the people who elected them into office are in their ear telling them what to do. And this is one of the biggest misconceptions about politics because people with good intentions go to Washington, D.C. They get in those Senate seats. They get in the, the House of Representatives seats. And it's not so much big money that comes and starts talking to them, but it's the little interests. It's the little people who start saying, you need to support this. You need to support that. And if the person who's in those seats doesn't have a strong background in God, they're going to start bending. They're going to start bowing to what these people are saying. Because they're, they're very persuasive. And not only are they persuasive, but they're persistent. They're there every day. Hey, here's some chocolates. Hey, here's some socks. Hey, I have these nice tickets to this game. Hey, oh, this is not a bribe. I'm not trying to bribe you. But that has an effect. That has a, a play. Oh, man, they, you know, they gave me this. Here comes this piece of legislation. I think I'm going to, yeah, that, they told me that this is what they want. So this means that they're representing everybody in my district. So I'm going to vote for this. Going against their conscience, going against everything they know to be right. So now tie this with somebody who's in there who already is a socialist, who already is a progressive. It's going to take a lot to get them out. And it's going to take a lot to have them change their mind. Case in point, January 6th. Case in point, today. We, we voted to impeach. <clears throat> this is how our government works. The people who are elected are elected by the people in their district. You need to see that this is a spiritual principle that is at work. Ephesians 6.12 for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is a spiritual battle that has to be fought on spiritual terms. The darkness in the people is being reflected back through the leaders in our country. You have to understand this. It's not just Nancy Pelosi. But it's the people who are backing her. It's not just Chuck Schumer. It's the people who, who are backing him. All of that darkness is, is being pushed against them. 
Just like we feel the atmosphere in the air, you know, when it's demonic. They're, they're feeling all that. Some of them don't even realize that it's going on and they're being influenced by it. Have you ever stopped and thought, why do certain people keep being reelected over and over and over again? It's because the people in that area are dark and they want that darkness in, in there. They want to keep that darkness going. Here's some hard truth. Without the glory of God hitting those areas, those people will be lost in darkness. This is why it's so important that we get it together, keep it together, because Delaware has got a break. There's a lot of dark people in Delaware, and we are called to be the lights in Delaware to destroy this darkness. This is why the fight against you is so hard. This is why God keeps giving you promise after promise after promise to, to hang in there because he wants to use us to carry the glory and break this darkness and destroy it once and for all. If not, Delaware is lost. Delaware is lost. We elected this year our first transgender senator. Have, have you thought any more about that? The people in that area, what are they? What are they? Think about this. We don't know and God has not said that, said, but what if all the people in these areas have turned themselves over to Satan and there's no way back for them? And there's no way back for them. Acts chapter 19, verses 21 to 41. This is Paul. I want you to look at this and I want you to see in the spirit the different things that are going on. Because these, even though this occurred in the Bible with Paul, this is happening today. These principalities and powers are working through people today to do the very same types of things. People are upset because uh, what happened on Capitol Hill and... They're blaming uh, President Trump supporters, but they're not seeing it for what it really is. No matter what you say, they can't see the truth that it was demonically inspired by these other groups that were there. Verse 21, when these things were accomplished, Paul purposed in the spirit when he had passed through Macedonia and Achaia to go to Jerusalem, saying, after I have been there, I must also see Rome. So he sent into Macedonia two of those who ministered to him, Timothy and Erastus. But he himself stayed in Asia for a time. And about that time there arose a great commotion about the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Diana, brought no small profit to the craftsmen. He called them together with the workers of similar occupation and said, Men, you know that we have our prosperity by this trade. Moreover, you see and hear that not only at Ephesus, but throughout almost all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are not gods, which are made with hands. So not only is the trade of ours in danger of falling into disrepute, but also the temple of the great goddess Diana may be despised, and her magnificence destroyed, whom all Asia in the world worship. So you see what's going on here? 
These people who were making money off of these idols to Diana were upset that Paul was going into this region, preaching the truth, telling them to get saved. Miracles were being done. They were turning in their witchcraft or items. They were turning, turning their, their uh, idols off. They were stopped buying these idols. And the people who were selling them were mad. Do you see any correlation to what's going on today? President Trump, every time you turn around, he's saying something about God. Every time. Christmas, beautiful speeches, beautiful presentations about God and how our Christian heritage as Americans has to go forth. Who is really mad at him? It's Satan. It is Satan working through these people. Verse 28. Now when they heard this, they were full of wrath and cried out, saying, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. So the whole city was filled with confusion and rushed into the theater with one accord, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Macedonians, Paul's travel companions. And when Paul wanted to go into the people, the disciples would not allow him. Then some of the officials of Asia, who were his friends, sent to him pleading that he would not venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was confused, and most of them did not know why they had come together. And they drew Alexander out of the multitude, the Jews putting him forward, and Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his defense to the people. But when they found out that he was a Jew, all with one voice cried out for about two hours, Great is Diana of the Ephesians. Here's this crowd again, being influenced by whatever demonic principality and power was behind this Diana. Verse 35, And when the city clerk heard, when the city clerk had quieted the crowd, he said, Men of Ephesus, what man is there who does not know that the city of Ephesians is temple guardian of the great goddess Diana and of the image which fell down from Zeus. Therefore, since these things cannot be denied, you ought to be quiet and do nothing rashly. For you have brought these men here who are neither robbers of temples nor blasphemers of your goddess. Therefore, if Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen have, ha have a case against anyone, the courts are open and there are proconsuls. Let them bring charges against one another. But if you have any other inquiry to make, it shall be determined in the lawful assembly. Legalism. Legalism. We're going to solve this through legalism. We're going to fix this. For we are in danger of being called in question for today's uproar. There being no reason which we may give to account for this disorderly gathering. And when he had said these things, he dismissed the assembly. They had a plan. We're going to take this to the courts. We're going to fight this out. And we're going, to, we're going to make sure that Christianity is driven out of Ephesus. We're going to make sure that Christianity is driven out of the United States. We're going to go underground. We're going to go behind the scenes. We're going to make these things happen. And we just put in 239 people who were socialists in the upper levels of our government. Do you see how quickly the darkness that was in all of these people joined together to attack the light in Paul and his people? Do you see how the spirit that was behind the worship of the goddess Diana and the idols that were created to worship her had control over that whole city, region, etc.? 
The same principle is at work today, and we need to be aware of this. The darkness that is in this country is organized, it's organized, it's organized and grouped together in the same fashion. We don't often think about this, but who is dark? I messed the wording up on that. We don't often think about this, but who is dark is the region that some of these is the reason that some of these leaders in government are. I don't know what phrasing I was trying to say. Look at this. This is a graphic of the 2020 election for Nancy Pelosi. I'm sorry you can't see that very well. 281,000 people voted for her to be reinstated as the House of Representatives person in 2020. They have something different in California. There was a Republican candidate that run against her, but they have this thing that's called a nonpartisan jungle primary, which means that the candidates from all the parties run against one another in the primary, with the top, can top two candidates going on the ballot. So long story short, there was, there was uh, four other people who ran, but the top two candidates were both Democrat. So she naturally beat out the other person. Go to the next graphic. 2018, she actually did have a candidate that was uh, beat her out, didn't beat her out, but was running against her that was a Republican. 275,000 people in this region voted for. Go to the next graphic. 2016, 274,000 people voted for her. Nothing has changed in Nancy Pelosi's region. Except for these people got darker. And despite everything that they've seen her do on TV against President Trump, she's still being voted back in. Do you understand that this battle is spiritual? It's spiritual. The things that are going on are beyond the natural eye, your natural comprehension. And, and we have to stop saying that this is black versus white. This is really demonic versus angelic. And so many people are, are saying that, you know, President Trump doesn't like black people. And this is why we're not voting for him. And they've withheld their vote because of that. They're not seeing the bigger picture of what's going on. They're missing that it really is demons that that are controlling and running things in these regions. And because they have control over that region, they gather together with another region, and it, and it compounds itself to where we have the mess that we have today in this country. I need for you to understand what is going on right now is very serious. Listen at these statements. This is by a fellow by the name of Bill Fullen from an article, The U.S. Passing Through Socialism on the Way to Co Communism. As Lenin once stated, the goal of socialism is communism. Socialism inevitably leads to communism. 
People are continually stripped of their rights until all that remains is a tyrannical totalitarian regime with total control over the people. Socialism uses political correctness to attack basic moral discernment and force everyone to be the same. Remember what we said in the beginning. This has come along with the normalization and legalization of all manner of anti-theist and profane speech, sexual perversions, demonic art, pornography, and drug use. America is in a battle between good and evil. Communism teaches people to replace belief in God with atheism and materialism. And as a result, good and evil have been inverted. That means flipped around. Righteousness is cast as wickedness and vice as compassion. Think about those things. This is exactly what is going on right now. We know that Biden is not going to be the president. But I want to read you some of the things that he said he is going to do. This if he gets if he gets in. And all of these things are socialist in nature. The coronavirus. His plans for addressing the outbreak include improved testing, expanded production of personal protective equipment, safe vaccine development, and safe reopening of schools. He has vowed to do whatever it takes to stop the pandemic from continuing to spread across the country, including lockdowns if scientists recommend them. So he's saying, you're going to be locked back down again. Do you want that? Mr. Biden has also said he will ask governors to institute a mask mandate in their states. If they refuse, he will work with local officials to get mandates in place. And he has said he will impose a national mask mandate in federal buildings and on interstate transportation. Not what do the people want to do. Not what the governors want to do. If the governors refuse, he's going to usurp their authority. Healthcare. Mr. Biden supports expanding the Affordable Care Act and creating a public option, a plan he has nicknamed Biden Care. We've talked about the Affordable Care Act so many times, but it is socialism on steroids. And your health care bills are going to go up. Your good health care is going to go away. It has already been proven. And some families right now are paying $1,200 a month their share for health care under the Affordable Care Act. It's outrageous. That's absolutely outrageous. Mr. Biden has also pledged to reduce the premiums and reduce drug prices by making sure that, that there's competition that doesn't exist now by allowing Medicare to negotiate drug prices with the insurance companies. Mr. Biden has a sweeping economic recovery plan under the moniker Build Back Better that promises to create millions of jobs. In his plan, Mr. Biden has tied the economic revival to tackling climate change, racial equity, and reinvest in American manufacturing. 
Among his proposals are a $300 billion increase in government spending. A $300 billion increase in government spending. Where is that money coming from? Out of your pocket. In development of technologies like electric vehicles, 5G cellular networks, and an additional $400 billion in federal procurement spending on products that are manufactured in the United States. To discourage American companies from moving jobs to other countries known as offshoring, he proposed a 10% offshoring penalty surtax that would apply to profits of any production by a United States company overseas for sales back to the United States. Taxes. He wants to partially repeal the Trump tax overhaul, rolling back tax cuts for corporations and the highest earners. He has proposed increasing the corporate tax rate to 28% from 21%. Climate change. Mr. Biden laid out a plan over the summer to spend $2 trillion developing clean energy and eliminate emissions from the power sector by 2035. During the last presidential debate, Mr. Biden also said he would push the country to transition away from the oil industry and end federal subsidies. Your gas prices will go up. Your electric cars will rule the day. You will be made to get an electric car. Not do you want one. Not is this the best vehicle for you. You will be made to get it. Because the government tells you that this is what you have to have. They're already experimenting with these technologies. The thing that God said, and I'm going to read it again, we're fighting legalism. We are supposed to be a country of freedom, but the socialist group has taken over and are working at taking away all our rights as free people. We must continue to fight legalism on all sides and not allow the enemy any more inroads into our nation. Serious. Serious every step of the way. We know that we've won because the Bible says that we've won. But we still have to do our part in this season. We still have to stand in faith. We still have to stand and declare the word of the Lord, no matter who likes it. The truth will always prevail. And it's time that you understand. You know, God called 2021 the year of the warrior for a reason. And that means that you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight in the spirit. And you're going to have to fight with discernment. And you're going to have to fight with understanding. Because the forces of darkness are not going to stop. They are going to continue to pummel and pummel and pummel. Because their goal is to, to wear you out. To make you so tired. Just, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And you just lay down. And you can't lay down. You can't lay down. You got to stand. And you got to stand now. The Lord wants to give you a perseverance tonight. To be able to stand up. As the warrior that he's called you forth to be. So that you can fight this legalism that's coming. 
And every one of us is, has a part to play in fighting this legalism. It's not just for your, your politicians and for your church leaders. It's every one of us. So if you'd like to receive that, that perseverance, the altar's open for you to receive. We are committed to excellence and truth. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you as we go forth in this endeavor in this hour. We pray that God would be with you. His prophetic mantle and his prophetic anointing would be upon your life. Please feel free to contact us at any time with questions, comments, or concerns. You can reach us at Christopher at RadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries. And you can subscribe to our YouTube page, Radiant Fire Radio Ministries, on YouTube.